your house, you rules. You get to decide, but set the boundaries in place now so that you know what they are, they know what they are, and then when they get broken, it's okay to break up with your patient. If they're encroaching on the boundary, they're not respecting your staff, and you've laid all that out, you know, I love to say, just be a nice human. We play with nice humans. And if you're not a nice human, then this isn't going to be the right place for you. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Rhonda, and we are going to talk today about a topic that might make you feel a little uncomfortable, but it's about how to set boundaries with Mm -hmm. patients, especially patients that may not respect them at all, which is why we need them in the first place. We've all had this happen where you have an unhappy person. And they're usually unhappy because of maybe mismatched expectations. It could be that just in general, really unhappy person. So they just find ways to make everybody else miserable and unhappy. I don't know. But they may have left your bad review or they might be blowing up your inbox or sending you texts or calling, calling, calling. Like somebody's unhappy. Well, the first thing, you know, we've always been told the customer is always right. The customer is always right. I don't know that I believe that. I do believe that people need to be seen. They need to feel like they're being heard. So this is why when you call like, you know, a corporation or I don't know, you call somewhere in their customer support desk and you'll always have that person say, oh, I understand how frustrating this must be for you that your email's been down for two weeks or whatever. They'll always acknowledge back that they heard what you said. And although I know they may not really be listening to me, at least it's nice to feel validated, like I think maybe someone is listening. So the first thing you want to do with someone who's unhappy with you or your service is to acknowledge them. Like right or wrong, good or bad, doesn't matter. That's how they're feeling. So we have a right and an obligation, I think, to just acknowledge them and say, I get it. I'm so sorry. And I hear that you're frustrated and unhappy. And let's see what we can do to work this out. Now, you've probably done that. And then it gets to the end where you just know that you're at an impasse. Now, what do you do? Well, the problem is, is that we tend to get emotional about them. And women are probably, and I'm just saying it the way it is, we women tend to be a little more emotionally charged about these things than men do in general. Doesn't mean that it won't make you frustrated or mad or, you know, like, I wish this person would stop or why do they not understand? Or, you know, I told you this was going to happen if you didn't do X, Y, or Z. There's always a reason, right? But at the end of the day, you know, these kinds of situations are just really challenging to handle in a non-emotional way. Because then the little voice in the back of your head goes, well, yeah, I really am not good enough. I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, I did that. If I had known more, an imposter syndrome starts to set in and then you're afraid. I've been here a lot. And the fear is like, if I post something online, is this disgruntled person just going to come hijack it? Are they going to start talking trash about me? What if they leave me a bad review? What if they already did leave a bad review? How do I respond? Like, then we just get all twisted up in our heads. And then it's hard to know because I'm mad. I'm hurt. 
I have a whole bunch of negative emotional charge around this situation and it makes it really difficult to kind of pick yourself up by your bootstraps and go, okay, I got sucker punched, but how do I navigate this situation non-emotionally? How do I get through with an unhappy person who's not respecting boundaries, not listening, and just being a pain in the neck? How do I get through this in a very successful way for, you know, at least for you, but hopefully for the other person as well? So I think the biggest thing that we need to understand is before anything like that ever happens, it's important that we have good boundaries established. So those boundaries can look like time boundaries. They can be energy boundaries. They can be expectational boundaries, meaning this is what I provide and this is what I expect back from you, or this is how we're going to best work together when these boundaries are respected. Those are things you have to get clear about well before there's a problem. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to start to incorporate or think about how you want to set good, healthy boundaries in your practice for people who may be unhappy. They're expecting more from you than you can deliver. Like they're mad because you don't text them back or call them back or email them back at 10 o'clock at night on a weekend. Well, because I'm not available 24-7. Like I have a home and a family and a separate life and I don't need to do this all the time. So whether it's an unhappy person or just somebody who's not respecting you, it's good to have some clarity. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about how you can treat your business, not as the business that it is, but how you want it to be for the business it's becoming. Let me explain. You may say, well, right now, you know, I'm really small. I'm just a solo practitioner. It's fine. You can text me anytime. What would happen if you were maxed out and you had a three-month waiting list? Would it still be fine that they all texted you after hours? Probably not. Because what if you had 20 people reaching out to you at the end of every day? Not okay. So treat your business now. Set those boundaries and those policies, basically, for your business now Thinking about your business through the lens of when I'm incredibly busy, I'm full, will this still be okay with me? And chances are that if you're letting boundary creep happen right now, or you're not communicating correctly, or you're bending over backwards for the person who is disgruntled and unhappy, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll give you a discount on your supplements, or I'll come in early and meet with you. And I know, I know, the only time you can come in is on a Saturday, but okay, I'll just come in on a Saturday because you're trying to manage a potential crisis. No, 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 no. We do not want that. You have to be clear about what's okay for you, what's not okay for you, but I want you to think about it from the perspective or through the lens of not how your business is now, but how your business is in the future. What if you're just maxed out, super successful, weightless practice, will those boundaries still hold water in that environment? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I want you to just take a minute, think about your very best client. Who's your very best client? Like the person that, oh, they respect you, they're kind. Think about how do they communicate with you? What communication channels do they use? What is it that you like about the way that you have this relationship with this client? Well, they're probably kind. They're probably thoughtful. They probably don't encroach on the weekends. And they're respectful. Like think about all the things that you love about the way that your relationship is with this perfect ideal client, okay? So now 
You're going to hold that in your mind. Now I want you to think about your worst client or patient, as it were, the worst one, like just the worst one, the one that you're like, oh my gosh, I wish this person would just be someone with someone else right now because they are like that sometimes. One time, many, many years ago when I had a brick and mortar practice in Northern California and this person had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money, was a land developer and he was probably the meanest person I've ever met. Well, I didn't know that when I first met him. He was married, had one young child and marriage was in shambles because he was just a big bully, a bully. And I don't even know of a stronger word, but if you could take the meanest bully you ever thought of and then multiply that by about 10, that was this guy. And I was scared of him. I was really scared of him. So he wanted to come in at all these crazy hours. He wanted me to come in at 7 a.m. in the morning to meet with him. And for a while I did because he was scary to me. I didn't know what he was going to do, but he was like an angry kind of person. But he paid his bill and he bought lots of supplements. And I thought, well, you know, I'm making money over here and it's not costing me a whole bunch of time. So, okay, I'll come in at seven. And then he started to demand that I spend more time with him than what he was paying for. So it was a 30-minute appointment and he wanted 45 minutes. But then when I tried to charge him for 45, he said that wasn't our agreement. And so I started to get trapped in this like word game with him. So he was using words to kind of like passive aggressively manipulate me into a corner where I didn't feel like I could get out. And I didn't like how it felt. I was afraid he was going to talk bad about me in the community, leave me a bad review and cause all kinds of problems. But I knew that I didn't want to keep coming in at seven o'clock every week or two. I guess it was every couple of weeks for his appointments. So I just decided to be brave and just say, I'm no longer able to come in at seven o'clock, but I will be here between nine and 4.30 every day, Monday through Friday. And oh man, he got so mad. I mean, mad, like his face turned red. And I thought, does he have a gun? Is he going to strangle me? Like, what's he going to do? He was so mad. And he said, I will never be back. I'm going to file a complaint in the state board that it's patient abandonment and I've got their number and I've already called on other doctors and I will get you reported and you'll be out of business by the end. And he was throwing out like all kinds of threats. He actually had two lawsuits filed against his child's elementary school teacher because he didn't like the way that the teacher was teaching in class. So that kind of gives you an idea about this person. I had no idea that he was going to be such a big old mean bully when I took him on as a patient. But I had to enforce the boundary. And after many nights of laying awake and thinking, oh my gosh, like I got to get rid of this guy, but I feel bad for his wife and his little boy and I don't want him to take it out on them. I'm being so codependent about now. But I finally realized like I'm not willing to do this. And I didn't want to be at 7 a.m. in my office by myself with him because I didn't trust him that he wasn't going to do something crazy. So I set the boundary. He got all mad and then he never did anything and he went away. I've had other people that have left me bad reviews. I've had other people demand that I, you know, give them all their money back and take all their supplements back. I had one person that returned supplements to me and saved the boxes, the standard process boxes, emptied out the supplements, put something in the, I don't remember what it was. It was rocks or something in the glass bottle and then put cotton in the top. So it still had a little shaky feel to it brought it back in the box. We took it back, gave them all the money back. And then when we resold that product that week or the next week, 
to someone else. That other person brought it back and said, there's rocks in the bottle. And they had brought back a whole bunch of products and they'd fill them with rocks. Like people are just people sometimes. But having boundaries and establishing kind of a policy for how you want to handle those things and where your boundaries are is really, really essential. So back to what I was saying, think about your best client. Like what is it about that client that you or their patient that you love, 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 love? It's such a great relationship. And then your worst one, mine would be this bully guy. What is it about this one that it's not working for me? Then from there, you have the two contrasts. Now I want you to start thinking about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And this is how you begin to write out these boundaries. I will only come in from 9 to 4.30. You can text me between 9 and 5. But after 5 o'clock and on the weekends, I'm not available. Like, be clear about that and then put that in your office policy. So when someone comes in, the new patient comes in, they know right away, these are the boundaries. People feel safe when there's boundaries. It's when there's ambiguity and when it's inconsistent. I think that's another key. I don't even have that in my notes here. But when the terms of the deal are inconsistent, I don't feel safe. A child feels safe when it's the same rule, the same discipline, the same every time. That's safety for a child. And for us, it's the same way. If I get in a situation where I think the rules are this way one day, but then their rules are different over the next day or the next week or the next month, I tend to not trust that person because I think, well, you're not following your own rules. You're not doing me any favors here because I don't know what the terms are. So think about your best client, your worst client, patience. What do you love and hate about them both? And then begin to create boundaries within your practice. And here's the thing. Your house, your rules. It does not matter what somebody else's boundaries. Maybe for somebody else, they don't care. They fine if you want to text and email and call at 10 o'clock at night because your kid can't breathe and you need to know whether eucalyptus is good to put in a diffuser. Like if you don't have kids maybe and you don't mind, and it's you and your husband or you and your wife and you're both chiropractors, fine, fine, fine. It's your house, your rules. For my house, my rules are I'm available between 9 and 4.30. You can text me until 5. Anything after 5 or on the weekends, I want, I'm want. i not available to respond. And if you, it's really an emergency, you can go to the ER. Those might be my rules. This is one of my rules. If you treat my staff unkindly, if you're rude, disrespectful, or you're being mean to them, we won't be able to continue our working relationship. That's a huge boundary for me. I love my girls on my team. And if you cross them, you are not my friend because I will go to the mat to protect them. So those are my boundaries. But again, your house, your rules. What are the things you're willing to tolerate and what are the things you're not? But I can tell you this, the more clear you are, about those boundaries, the safer your patients are going to feel, the less emotional you'll be when you have to enforce those boundaries, like me with the bully. Had I had those boundaries all set, then when he started to give me crap, I could have said, listen, it's right here. But the other thing is, had I had the boundaries, I would have never even started the 7 a.m. appointments. So your house, you rules, you get to decide but set the boundaries in place now so that you know what they are, they know what they are, and then when they get broken, it's okay to break up with your patient. If they're encroaching on the boundary, 
they're not respecting your staff and you've laid all that out, you know, I love to say, just be a nice human. We play with nice humans. And if you're not a nice human, then this isn't going to be the right place for you. And I will often say that in a new patient consult. You know, this is how it works best for me is I'm going to be very kind to you. We are going to be very kind to you and we expect you to be a nice human back. And if for some reason that just doesn't work, then we'll just help you find somebody else that you can work with that might be a better fit. But it's okay to break up with them because they broke the rules. So that means we get to break up. So it's all right to send them back out into the wild. It's all right. Find another practitioner that can help them. So create those SOPs, that stands for like standard operating procedure or a policy or however you want to write it out. But these are the terms of you working with me. These are the terms. And then listen, if somebody's mad and you need to refund them some money and that makes the problem go away, refund them the money. Good grief. It's not worth dying on a hill that's going to ruin your reputation. The chances of that happening are slim. And if it does, it's going to happen once and probably never again. So the sooner you take your lick, refund the money and smile and just say, I am so happy that that relationship that was not working well for me and obviously the other person that we're done now, we're all done. And now I can sleep at night knowing I did the right thing. I refunded money and off we go. There you go. So think about these boundaries as being a very crucial and important part of you building a successful wellness practice. Don't take the blame. Don't be quick to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Did you do anything? Is the other person being a jerk? Maybe. So you let them be a jerk. You enforce your boundaries and then will you help them to move along. If you need help writing a good response or creating even the boundaries like that, Use ChatGPT. Don't feel like you have to stare at a blank piece of paper. Use ChatGPT because you might be able to get some good little nuggets out of there that'll help you craft and create your position about how you want people to interact with you in your practice. So these kinds of resources will help you stay very grounded when emotions want to go high. In other words, you've got somebody who is mad, mad. You can stay very neutral you know, you might be a little hurt because they're being nasty, but that's okay. You can stay neutral and say, well, these are the rules and I'm so sorry. Here we go. Let's see if we can find somebody else to match you. That's a better fit. Cause I don't think I'm the right fit for you. And it's okay because your house, your rules, right? The better your boundaries, the more clear your boundaries, the more respect that person will have for you. So don't be afraid of pushback. You know, if it happens on social media, it happens. Just bury it with a lot of comments and then it goes away and the person just goes away. They're just, sometimes people are just mean and unhappy and you know, the thing is never the thing, right? There's always something else. There's always something else going on behind the scenes that you can't see, that you have no knowledge of. And so, you know, having some grace and compassion and love goes a long way, but also sometimes you need to know when it's okay to say, yeah, this isn't working for me because this is what does work for me and there's been some encroaching. And so I think it's better that we just part ways. It's completely okay for you to do that. So that's what I got for you this week. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. I love doing these podcasts and chatting with you every single week. 
And my goal is really to help you think about things in your business that you may not have thought about before that are going to help you be able to create a very solid business. Because without a good, successful, smooth running business, you're less able to provide the clinical resources and help to your patients because your business is all in shambles. So I'm here to do two things. One, of course, I'm going to help you with the clinical side based on my 20 plus years of clinical experience. That you can find inside Clinical Academy, rondanelson.com forward slash clinical academy. All of my clinical knowledge is sitting inside there. But I also love helping you create a really well-running machine of a business that lets you sit back, you've got these policies and procedures in place so that your business will run and then you're mentally free and emotionally disconnected enough that you can really pour into the people that you serve and not worry about your business falling apart at the seams because you haven't tended to it. So I wanna help you have that really solid business and be the best possible clinician you can be. So that's it for this week. If you've loved this podcast, take a minute, rate, review, and then of course, subscribe. I love reading your comments. They do mean so much to me. So thank you so much for being part of my world. And I'm thankful to be able to be part of yours. I'll see you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast.